The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we talk about Joe Biden's new tax plan, cryptocurrency, and small caps that are down over 50% in the past couple months. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4% fucking percent. by the fucking dick. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, life's this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting their work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity It Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. This episode is brought to you by Benzinga. Benzinga is our absolute favorite resource to use when we trade. We use it for news scanners. We use it for float checkers. We use it for stocks screening we use it for just about everything including chat rooms and and much much more uh but that's not all they have they have youtube as well hot stocks luke every single day has great guests on ranging from ripster to mia khalifa to gary to to all the best guests you need to hear from every single day all day long so make sure to go check that out that's youtube.com forward slash benzinga and if you look in the replies to this tweet you will see how to get a discount code for Benzinga Pro. Make sure to go sign up for Benzinga Pro right now. Welcome back to another Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Sunday, April the 25th, and it looked like we almost got a little spark of life in the small caps, and then Joe Biden's tax plan. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know it exactly. I'm sure I'm sure you've got some things pulled up on it. But, you know, it's right as that happened. Spy was around 417 and we just saw it flush to 412 or 413. We're seeing a little bounce on Friday. Do you think this bounce is kind of just because this will only affect 0.5% of people? Yeah, so there's a few things to note is that one, this definitely was an overreaction because it is only a proposal. We could definitely get into why we think it will pass, why we think it won't pass, but right now it's just a proposal. That obviously scared the market. And what we had talked about, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, was that I was seeing such low volume that any kind of volume in any way could make a huge move. And that's what we saw. You know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like everybody was like, holy shit, sell your 401ks. But it came down to a little bit of volume to the downside. And it was like cutting through butter. Um, it was like cutting a 
you know, cutting butter with a hot knife. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. There Thanks. you go, man. Um, yeah, I got your idioms covered. <laughs> yeah, so so it was an overreaction. In hindsight, it's over, over, always twenty twenty. You know, we're right back to where we were yesterday before before that announcement. But going on to the tax plan because I do want to get into it. Um, you know, it is an overreaction until it happens. Then we can price in the move. The way that I kind of look at it is that. For instance, when Trump had announced the 8% decrease in corporate tax, that how I look at it is that the market should make about an 8% move. That was when, you know, the market was obviously lower and, you know, some might say priced a little bit better. That being said, uh, same thing with this is that if Biden were to announce like, you know, corporate tax of, uh, of like a 7% decrease, then I would expect a 7% decline in the market before it becomes, but you know, I'm not saying just 7%, but I'm saying that's kind of like fair, fair market value is, is how I usually look at it. Now, when we look at the proposal, it means that 52.2% of total capital gain levy in New York state. So that means that the absolute highest that New York could be, uh, you know, let's just say that you make $5 million in New York, the absolute highest amount that you can be taxed at would be that 52.22%. And the other thing to note is that it doesn't mean that all of your income is taxed at that percentage because it's a bracket. So as you kind of think of it like a like a water bottle, as you fill it up higher and higher, you're taxed at different rates. So that just means that part of your income can potentially be taxed at that rate. Um, the other thing, Biden's plan would leave 3.8% surtax on investment income. Uh, so the part that a lot of people don't like is the long-term capital gains tax. People see that as, as potentially detrimental because then people have no, no uh, incentive to hold longer. And then for Biden's plan to tax capital gains at 396 percent for wealthy Americans. That's not a huge bump increase, but it is an increase. Overall, I think most of this was expected because he said that he was going to make this proposal in October. And this proposal was kind of expected. But I think the overreaction came because when you hear out loud, potentially 52% for every dollar that you make, 50 cents is going to the government. You know, when you hear that out loud, that scares a lot of people. My personal, should we get into our personal feelings on it? Well, I, I think, you know, there's a, a lot of different varying opinions that could be seen on just because like, yeah, if, if, you, you know, you got to think this is only going to affect, I think it's what, less than half percent of Americans. Yeah. So you think maybe that was an overreaction in the drop of the stock market, but in the grand scheme of things, it's only what, like 20% of people are investing. So that 0.5% so, is probably all of them are investing with a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the thing is that is the other thing that you have to think about, okay, is that capital gains tax is only for trade for as traders, you know, of course, is only on trades for over one year short term is taxed at your regular income or your marginable income rate. So whenever I'm talking about cap gains tax, you know, if you're just a short-term trader and you have no big investments, then it's then the capital gains tax really won't affect you too much. What you'll want to pay attention to is your um, short-term or your short-term or also known as your marginable tax rate. So for New Jersey, for instance, like the New Jersey state income tax is 9%. And then there's also, you know, something that you want to think about is that 
uh, short-term tax rate is already pretty much at the top rate and is taxed, you know, as I said, as, as normal income. The other thing is that, and this is, this is more of an opinion, is that personally, I don't see this proposal going through because of the Senate. If you think about politicians as a whole, most of them are the 1%. Uh, like a majority are the one percent. It's not even. It's not even close. Uh, we could talk about their salaries, and most of them give up their salaries because, in comparison to their net worth, it's nothing. But it looks great as a PR gesture. So, I don't think that this will pass. If it does pass, then we'll have time to look into into ways to bring down our capital gains tax. And, you know, obviously we'll see some fluctuation and there will be people that hate the idea and it is what it is. But like everything else, when taxes were lowered, uh, you know, we also had people coming out saying that this was terrible for the economy and, and for everybody. But in my opinion, I don't see this getting passed. As far as traders, if anything, this will bring more short-term liquidity because people have no incentive to hold stocks for longer term periods if capital gains tax does raise. Yeah. Do you think this has much of an effect on small caps as well or just kind of the the larger caps? Well, see, the thing is that is that obviously the growth gets hit earliest. Okay. When we see, you know, weakness in the market, growth is always going to be hit the hardest first. Just like when we see momentum and strength, small caps and, and growth are going to be the names that fly the fastest and the, and the farthest. So the one thing that to note is that if people don't care about capital gains and they're trying to stay away from capital gains, then that end of year or end of quarter tax selling that we usually see, you know, people like always claim like, hey, volatility is going to be higher because people are going to sell. Well, the same thing um, is that if people aren't holding for longer, then we could see increased volatility during those times. Um, and that's something to note, but that's something where, you know, it, it might take us a few quarters and then we're used to it and we're ready for it. You know, I think most traders, there's this one meme that's like traders after a big day. Uh, I suddenly have a lot of opinions on the capital gains tax rate. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's really true. Like, I never cared about this at all. I guess it's more of like the president never really mattered to me until I started making money. And now it's like, damn. Yeah. This is really going to affect things. And it's, and it's, see, yeah, see, the thing is that it's not a huge increase. I think it's like less than 3% on capital gains tax, but it's when you're dealing with like a hundred million, that 3% quickly becomes someone's like lifetime earning. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what they, what someone makes inside their lifetime is what you're now paying in addition to your normal tax. So there's that. And like I said, is that the only, it's not, it's less about that and more what we could potentially see the market. Again, the market doesn't care about facts. They cares. There's the way things are and there's the way things look. And that's what we're seeing is that, you know, the way things look, you know, any kind of change in taxes is always going to get an uproar one way or the other, because there's such a divide. And th- really, like I said, is that what I see with this is less about the actual like 3% increase, or I think it's like 2.7, whatever. It's less about that, but it's more about when we get to that time that it's time for tax, you know, selling your losses and stuff like that, is that if people don't have the incentive to hold, then it actually could help liquidity and it could help traders because traders obviously need volatility and liquidity. That's really what I see as the, as the big change. 
Okay, well, kind of moving on from taxes, we gave out a little warning on Bitcoin for about the past two weeks, and we like to see it go up too. We really wanted to break that 65, but it seemed like it had the hard resistance. Coinbase, you know, that rise it started out, it didn't It didn't skyrocket like expected. There's a lot of things going on about it. Uh, I'm not sure. Did it break under 50? Yeah, so it's actually right now as we're recording this, uh, 49,761. Is this right? Did it just break under 50 or is, uh, uh like it broke under 50 a, a few times. Um, mm, like it, it was kind of going over under that 50 mark, but, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it broke underneath 50, uh, yesterday. It's kind of crazy. Like it was just hitting that all time high 65,000, just what, like less than a week ago. I think maybe mm-hmm. a week ago or so. Yeah, I'll look first. Uh, yeah, so it hit six. I think it was Wednesday April, last week. Nine days ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it is kind of crazy because this goes back to uh, when we talked about the Bitcoin whales. Like the Bitcoin whales are a real thing. And that's what, and we're seeing that, okay, someone sells a little bit and they mentioned regulation and now we're down 15,000 of Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, what was 15, the thing? 000. There was also the thing on Bitcoin that came out was 80%. Tax rate or something crazy? So, again, I don't think you would be able to do that as a country, especially. As, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I think that was more of a rumor that just kind of added to all the other nonsense that was going on. That You know, another thing that's wild is how, yeah. how last week everything was so Bitcoin bullish at the beginning of the week. And then towards the end of this week, it's all Bitcoin bear or crypto bear. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, like we're seeing like those shit coins go like Cum- cummies. The cum rocket yeah, yeah. is up 650% a day. Tickers was, cummies. That's so insane. Yeah. There was actually uh one one of the one of the guys I talk to a lot is Bill Enright, and he's a really nice guy. And there was this CXC, it's up one million one hundred forty-three thousand percent. If you had invested one thousand dollars. On Wednesday, it would have been 33 million today. Like, I, that's just so insane to me uh, that, that things like that can happen. So as far as Bitcoin, though, I think there's two things. Is that one, I, I see 50 now being huge resistance. And I, would, I think that we see 42 before we see 55. If that, I'm if saying that 44. Uh, yeah. Okay. 44. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's support too. So, I mean, that's how I personally look at it is that I think that there's still some short-term pain and I would not be shocked, you know, if we really saw Bitcoin kind of chill throughout the next few weeks, you know, because when we look at the chart, it, I mean, it's just been super parabolic. Like when you look at that chart from really November, when it was at 13,000 to now, it's just been like, it, it looks like an algo, like driving it up, dip driving it up dip. So personally, I'm not buying my first Bitcoin here, but if we break underneath like 30,000. Does this look like 2017 more or less? Because that that crash was bad. Almost that crash half. was bad. That was a little more aggressive than what we're seeing here. If this continues on this trajectory, yes. But when you look at it on like a nominal amount, um, I mean, that was because it was such a smaller scale. And that was so aggressive. Uh, like this would need to be Bitcoin. We need to be at like 40 sub 40 to be on like the same kind of trajectory. But for sure, Bitcoin whales are a real thing. And we're seeing that right now. Someone sold seven point six or six point seven billion and it crashed 15 percent. And that's kind of what happened. And then rumors of regulation. And I do think I think 
regulation has to come in somewhere. I'm not saying necessarily in an, I don't even see inside the next few years because everything inside the government moves slow. But I definitely think that regulation comes eventually and some kind of tax comes with it. I don't think 80%, I think that would be insane. Maybe it gets taxed more on like a capital gains, you know, than like its own subsector. Yeah, it, man, um, with crypto the way it is, it's it's so weird how like usually they'd all kind of run together, but now Bitcoin tanking and these are all like new coins I've never even heard of. No. Are they just running off of Dogecoin? Like, hey, Dogecoin's crazy. Why can't Come Rocket run? You know? Yeah. It's Come Rocket Coin. Like, come but, on. See, I also don't think that they have the liquidity to get out. Like, I like I know that these things are going nuts, but I honestly feel like it's one of those things where it's like maybe 30,000 coins. Someone buys, someone makes the coin, buys 20,000, and then just runs it up. You know what I mean? Like mm. something like that. Like it's just supply and demand kind of thing. Like I don't I don't necessarily know because I don't necessarily know if we could buy like a hundred of each shit coin and just wait. And then once it flies up, I don't know if we could I don't know if it's possible to get out. Um I've been hearing that like it like you can't sell. So you know either way I don't touch that. I kind of I stay in my lane. I stick with the stonks. But you know if you can hit one of those shit coins and you can get out props to you. That's so sick. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely funny to think about, like, you know, people always give credit to crypto, like, oh, stores are now accepting Bitcoin, the website's accepting Bitcoin. Imagine, like, oh, yeah, it, it cost uh, 0.003 Bitcoins or 0.04 Ethereum or 122,000 cum rocket tokens. <laughs> well, think about this. Think about this. Someone that bought a Tesla with Bitcoin last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, let's call it. I mean, they're, I mean, he basically got 20% off. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Is that crazy? Like, just to yeah, think no, about it's interesting. Like, that one football player that um, is getting Ocon his, or whatever. Yeah, the tackle on Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he's getting paid in, in Bitcoin, but like, a lot of people think, oh, well, now it's so high, but he gets each check. It's not like he just got. $14 million yeah. at, at $10,000 and he's just now the richest guy. But um, <laughs> or at least that's not how I think it is. Yeah, I guess kind of moving from crypto, our beloved small caps showing signs of life. Um, you know, they, they seem dead in the water, but, you know, beep, beep, beep. Yeah, you know, we're seeing. Yeah, stuff. I mean, we had SPACs run. We had some small caps run. I think it, like post merger specs like was almost a sympathy. Sympathy yeah. is starting to hit, heat up too. Uh, so like even right now, SYPR we're watching it and it is uh and it's up a hundred and two percent. We I don't think we've seen a triple digit gainer in quite some time, uh, which is real interesting. And then OCGN and OGEN were kind of running together. Uh, yeah, Kick KIQ is up fifteen percent. I mean is. I know a lot of these things aren't aren't huge, but given what we've seen in the past two months, like this is this is awesome, man. I mean, yeah. it's just good to see. Yeah, and so so I'm gonna handle it like this. I'm gonna it, it's gonna be a word of caution, but also uh, like there's light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Because do I think that this could be somewhat of like a little trap? It definitely could be. It could be one of those things where you know, for two weeks, things get hot, retail, you know, suck retail in, 
and then they start tanking shit again. Like it totally could do that. Yeah, it um, could be a bull trap, no doubt. Yeah, it could be a bull trap or or we could be looking at it and it's not a bull trap and instead maybe this is the start of something. You know, we talked about it that for me to really have confidence, I need to see something go a thousand percent. Like, like last year was Kodak, you know, it, we had SPPI, you know, and, and so I, I, we've been a, we've been a broken record on that, but that's what we really need to see is, is something go parabolic, stupid. And then that sympathy, those sympathies go with it, go a hundred percent, because then that's, what's going to turn on all the algos. That's, what's going to start things again. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to see the sympathies at least kind of kickstart off of off of the main one, but still, like we said, it's not it's not to the extremes. We may never see them run like they did with COVID sympathies, like waiter and grill running, you know, nuts at the same time. But uh, you know, de- definitely these kind of things can can help. And whenever we start seeing the PRs and the other ones bouncing off of the other one's PR, even though it has nothing to do with it, I think it's definitely gonna really set fire to the market yeah no i completely agree i completely agree and towards the end of the episode uh we will go over a list of stocks under 20 dollars that were all down uh over 50 percent past two months over this whole downtrend if anyone wants to catch a bottom you know some of these might have been offerings or bad news or bad data so you know Play that as you will. But, you know, stick around till the end. And, and uh, we got a list. Uh, thanks to Mr. Kenny Powers. What a guy. So as this market starts transitioning into maybe bounce mode uh, for, for small caps, would it be like a good time? Let's say you exited a bunch of your favorite swings and your favorite SPACs down 20%. You lost a good bit of money. They burned you. Would it be a good time to maybe enter those SPACs again at their lower price and all your swings, maybe start a starter position on some of these uh, swings as it looks like at least somewhat of a bottom has, you know, kind of been found. Yeah. So I personally think that like today being that Friday, I don't think that this is exactly what you want to enter. Um, like this wouldn't be the time. Like if you just sold all your SPACs, like just well, the they day. won't hear this till Sunday. So. <clears throat> Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying like this is Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you had sold all your spacs like two weeks ago, and uh, at twelve and Fisker's at fourteen, I, I wouldn't suggest entering back in because there's oh, no. I'm saying a, more for for like the well, it's hard to like if, it's if hard to say holding, clove. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean like it's clove is is a tough example now because it's in Wall Street best hands, but yeah. Let's say you start you're starting to see, let's say you sold at 10. Now they're sitting around the 758 range, maybe nine. You know, these small caps are starting to see a little bit of movement to where, yeah. you know, they're not dropping five to ten percent every single day. At least they aren't going down a ton. Would you recommend yeah. like how would you recommend entering back in your swing positions that you always liked, but the market just was not treating them right whenever you were holding them, causing you to just say, F it and leave them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, the first thing is going to be with, with anything, really, you want to start small. But what we saw with the first time around with SPACs was we saw people just go all in, you know, at 16, 17, thinking like, oh my God, like these things only, these things will only go up. This is the future, et cetera, et cetera. And then we saw these things go down 50%. 
So the biggest thing that, that I can say is that if you want to enter these is that you have to understand that you have to start small. If you want a, a $20,000 position, you need to put on 2000. Let's see let's see where the where where things go because you can always scale in and scale out, but if you start on the trade down and it starts going against you and you have no money to add, then you're just going to be screwed. And and mentally, you're not going to want to sell at a loss. So what are you going to do? You're going to just hold and hold and hold and pray. And that's not that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. So add in like, let's call it 5% of the position that you want. And then from there, create your support and resistance levels. And then on resistance, you know, sell some. And then on support, buy back. And then once it breaks out of that support and resistance, add more. And then, you know, or if it breaks support, you know, then sell some. Uh, to de-risk a little bit, and and that's what I really mean is that it can't just be buy and hold. That that's you can't do that. It has to be an actively managed position, and you have to have a plan because most of these people that were bag holding these spacs and most of these people talking crap about the spacs didn't have a plan. So start small, sell some on resistance, sell de-risk and sell some on support. Hedge yourself. Hedge yourself, and then. When when it gets out of the range, so you know they're all creating new ranges right now. When it gets out of the range, one way or the other, then you have to readjust your plan. You have to manage your positions. You have to. Yeah, even if and and it seems silly, like saying to hedge yourself with puts and buying them, especially when they're this slow. But I mean, you never know what the market can bring, and they're probably pretty cheap too. But at the same time, uh, I've, on the other hand, um, been scaling into some options longer term for a lot of these uh, swings. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I think by June, some of these specs will definitely be back at $10, $12, and they're super cheap right now. So I've started to do that, seen some returns, and I'll, and I'll scale out of them just in case, you know, with Clove, like you see it just randomly popping like crazy, just depending on what Wall Street Bets decides to do with it that day. Just finding your your niche of how you're going to enter it, because I'm sure a lot of people, especially the newer traders, got really burned these past couple months. And being able to trust the market after you've scaled out a lot is hard. I remember after I lost a lot of money over like a month or two months time, I was playing in such small positions just because I was so scared. And whenever the market got hot again, it took me like two, three weeks to realize why am I just putting in 6,000 shares? I used to play with 15,000, 20,000. Yeah. So, you know, it, it takes time to regain the trust and, and trust the market again. But it, it is one of those things where it's, it's a feel thing uh, and it's just no way around it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a feel thing. And that's why, you know, I think, I think the biggest mistake of new traders and even, even experienced traders is that they try and do too much too quick. Um, we saw we saw accounts triple and double and five x in in record time, and then what we saw is cold market and those same people get destroyed. You have to manage your book. I, I can't say this anymore. You have to manage your book. You have to go into plan. No matter if you're day trading, swing trading, shorting options, covered calls, naked puts, you have to lay out a plan. That's why it's so important to not just wake up and, okay, this thing's moving. Gary likes it. Uh, so I like it. Um, because if not, you, you could get slaughtered. Day trading, 
support and resistance, buy on support. If you're a new trader, the best thing that I can tell you is that you need to buy on support. If it starts to break down on support, cut your loss. Because if you buy on support and you're and it looks weak and you sell, you're minimizing your chances of a big loss. And so paper cuts over huge losses. I think just being able to go into a new market cycle, just in a better headspace. I mean, take what the past two months gave you, learn from it, and just be ready for the next time. But also, you have to be able to make that money when the market's hot. So you you can't let the two months scar you and prevent you from ever making money again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's really what happens is, yeah, you know, once you go through like your first period of like not knowing if you can do this, because it's really simple. Whenever when you're making money and everyone else is making money, you know, you don't even think about, hey, can this last? Uh, or maybe you do a few times, but it's not like when you're not making money and you're losing money. You're like, oh shit, this is this gonna last forever. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and most of the time, you know, you psych yourself out. You psych yourself out a lot of times. That's not what you want to do because that's kind of what happens is that what we see, and especially, you know, as, I, as I'm around longer and longer, you know, you see new traders come to the market, have success early, end up losing, 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 and then they get back to even or even sometimes lose more than what they gained or even their initial investment and uh, and they just leave the market. Every few months, we share that slope of, you know, you see early success, then you actually have to learn how to trade. And then this is where most people quit down here when you're so close to really breaking out. And that's really what I think is, is that I've never met a trader who didn't stick at it, didn't put in the effort and hasn't succeeded. You know, it's not like basketball where, you know, you can shoot a thousand times and be tall and be a great high school basketball player. It's not like that with trading. Nobody is instantly instantly knows how to read a chart. Yeah, and the second you're in, you're automatically playing against NBA players as well. I mean, <laughs> it's, you're you're playing with everyone. You're playing with the the rec league, but you're also playing with college. Every everyone's on the same field here, so it's more of just the better you get. I mean, that, that's all it is. I mean, more screen time, more practice. These, and these downturns and these downtrends will definitely help you in the long run. You won't remember yeah. this, like, if you make it, you know? If this 100%. Up, yeah, I mean, you're not going to remember the two bad months. So, you know, let's, let's start. Let's get into the next month strong. And uh, I say next month, but I, I'm just going to hope, you know, market, market gets hot again. All right, so these are the stocks down over 50%. If you hear any of these and, and you uh, you know have any thoughts on them, feel free to stop me. We'll start off with ELP. Next is IDRA, WPG, NXTD, USWS, PBTS, ATNX, EA... Ooh, here's one. EVFM. That's... <laughs> Listen, girl. No, no, no. I'm not. I, that one I'll comment on. Listen, <clears throat> there's a few tickers that come to mind when uh, when people ask me, "Has there ever been something that doesn't work that you were like you like thought would, would was going to be there?" And that is definitely one of them. That and TBLT, you know, they have great business models. They have beautiful products. Their revenue was great. You know, two x, three x, four x, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Sometimes it works out to where either shitty market conditions or shitty management. 
In TBLT's case, it was both. In EVFM's case, it was shitty management. The the CEO well, don't sell- don't tell don't tell the trading chick that she loves this fucking stock. Uh, listen, that's fine. You know, like I hope you make money. It's just when it comes down to it, okay. The CEO selling five hundred grand worth like the week before data was due was dis- It was sickening, sickening. But what are you gonna do? You know, that All was just right, my well, experience with it. Well, moving on. Uh, that may not be one you want to put an entry on. Um, for for anyone listening. Uh, okay, so going on is D- DPW. Yeah. Oh, did my voice crack? Job. I remember that. L Y L. I remember that. A M S T. CEI. Here's one people are trading now. SOS. Uh, down 63% yeah. cents at 414 from. SOS will be an interesting one. Yeah. The way that that plays out. Uh, Wall Street Bets is playing that for a little shorty squeeze, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so that one will be interesting because uh, that one, you know, you have the short saying that it's not a real company, that they have no real miners. You have the company saying they are real, uploading videos. You know, it'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see how that one plays out. All right. IPDN, CTK, NSPR, MLN. Oh, NSPR. Oh. I love NSPR. That's basically back to my entry when we first played it the first time. I think it went 30 cents to 45 cents right now. Uh, yeah, it was at 74 cents or it dropped 74. It, it's down 62 percent. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I played that the first go around. Um, yeah, I'll pull up the chart real quick. I played that on the first go around. We played it from uh, like 30, like eight cents to like, I think I cut it like the rest of like a dollar 20. Yeah, so it went to a dollar 50. I was already out by then. But for it to go all the way down from $1.50 down to $0.45, cents, this one interests me. They have a reverse split, I think, uh, Monday. But after the reverse split, ideally, they drop an offering because I don't want to be caught in that. I want them to have cash. But then after that, I would definitely be interested in, uh, in looking again at that one. Alrighty. MLND, CCNC, uh, WINT. Um, here's one people know. EBON, E-B-O-N. Uh, down 61.5%. ASTC, SLNO, MTC, YGMZ, BSQR. Uh, here's one people know. FTFT, F, FaceTime, FaceTime, Future FinTech Group, uh, down 60%. CTRM, people know that one as well, uh, down 60%. Anti, A-N-T-E, down 60%. Uh, Zom, well, a whole list of FinTwit names, huh? Down 60%, 92 cents. ADXS, News, N-U-Z-E, S-E-N-S, G-S-A-T, G-S-A-T, O-T-I-C, O-C-U-P, O-C-U-P, C-N-E-T, another one from a long time ago, C-N-E-T. Here's yeah. one people have been playing a lot recently. PT, down 57%, Pentech Technology. Uh, ITP, uh, remember that one from BSS's room. Sino, S-I-N-O, down 56%. Yeah, no, it's about all of them. There's, there's around 20 left. The only other one I really know are uh, MKDBRQS, FLNT, and ASRT. And AREC, A-R-E-C. But other than that, man, uh, yeah, there's, there's a good bit of them down then. I think, you know, that, that's the point is all, a lot of these small caps are down, dude. And those are all under $20 stocks. Yeah. 
I, I feel like a broken record for the past year, but everything that we've seen, we've seen before just on a smaller scale. And what I mean by that is like, for instance, like last year, small caps got really hot because of certain sectors. We've seen, obviously, small caps, like it's not like small caps just erupted out of nowhere. You know, small caps get hot at certain times. It was just, it was so much larger and so much bigger than what we ever saw before. Same thing like when small caps slow down. We see it every year. It's just usually during August and it's not for this long, but that's what happens. What goes up super high must come down considerably super low because we still have things that are so overvalued and don't have any business being up there. And so we still need some of those names like BNGO and and things of that nature to come down to earth. And what I think is going to happen is is that now that these things are down 50, 60%, you know, they've all dropped offerings, they're cash heavy. And now we're starting to see those market caps get back to like, sub 200 million, sub 100 million. And what we're going to start seeing is certain certain um, stocks or a lot of stocks are going to be at their cash level or their, go- their market cap is going to be the same amount as their cash level. And so that's going to be, I think, like the next hot thing is going to be accumulating things that have the market cap of as much cash as they have. Yeah, just as much cash on hand as, as possible. I know that's definitely one of the things that you've always liked to search on in DD, so I understand why you're saying this. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, that that's about all we have today. We've absolutely loved spending this Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, whatever day you enjoy listening to this podcast. You has words. Intern's birthday. Oh, yeah. Um, Thursday was our intern, Christian, uh, the guy who's mailing out all of your merch um, so everyone give a happy belated to Christian. He is he's a fantastic intern. We couldn't ask for a better one. I think he's turning like what, 22? 20. Twenty. He's nine. Damn. Son. Yeah. Isn't that Shit. crazy? Well, um We'll leak his address and everyone can send him booze to that beer. Uh, yeah. Yes, oh yeah. Send him some Molly and booze. Just ha- get him get him fucked up. Yeah. So his RA finds it, finds like you mm. know, Oh yeah, it's a re- dude, that'd be good like birthday prank. Yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah. dude, like we thought we were being cool, man. Like, this, like, we'll bail you out. Dude. <laughs> like, but by the way, you can't get like a real job now, so you gotta stick with us. Yeah, yeah. You're um, forcing like, this, into it this, with a felony. This looks this looks terrible on your record. Yeah. Uh <laughs> We're the only ones that will hire you. Yeah, dude. We got you, though, dude. You don't get health insurance. Um, But, yeah, no, guys, we really appreciate uh, listening again. You know, five stars, like, subscribe, follow everywhere. Y'all know the deal. Penny's going in raw to the moon. Thanks, guys. See you next week.